Well, I think we're, we're all familiar with a very uh, well-known Paschal greeting or Easter greeting, and that is the one person says, Christ is risen, and then the other person responds, He is risen indeed. And so together, can we say that? Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Today is the most important day of our liturgical calendar when we celebrate our Lord's resurrection from the dead, his victory over death, his victory over sin. And I thought it might be helpful just to reflect a little bit on the word uh, paschal, or the pasch, just to reflect on that word itself. It's kind of a, in English it's a strange word, and um, the feast that we refer to as Easter is for the most, uh, the majority of Christians in the world who speak other languages, it's called the Pasch. All right, La Pasqua in uh, Italian, similar, it's similar in Spanish, it's similar uh, in Greek and other languages. So we celebrate today the Pasch. But what does this word mean? We hear it used uh, frequently. We talk about our Paschal candle here. This beautiful candle that we uh, just blessed last night. We talk about the Paschal season, the Easter season. We talk about the Paschal mystery, the Easter mystery. Well, the Pasch is a feast that was instituted on the night that the children of Israel were liberated from slavery in Egypt. And there was a lamb that was sacrificed that night. That is the origin of the Pasch. That's the Old Testament roots of the feast that we actually celebrate today. Fulfilled in Jesus, our Paschal Lamb, as St. Paul speaks of in our second reading from Corinthians. And if we look at this word, the Pasch, it actually, there's a, it's rooted, it's connected or associated with the Hebrew verb, uh, Pasach, which means passage or transition or a moving over or a passing over. And so sometimes you hear the Passover, the Jewish Passover. Today we can talk about today is our Christian Passover. Okay? So there is this verb that has to do with passing over or moving over. And when we study the context within which this verb is used in the Old Testament in this uh, story of the Israelites being delivered from Egypt, there's two senses at least in which it's used. On the one hand, it's used with God as the active subject or agent. So it says that God, on the night of the Passover, passed over the houses of the Israelites and actually and spared them. Okay, because it was the angel of death who was going to come and to kill the firstborn of all the households in Egypt. And it was the blood of the lamb that was put on the doorposts uh, that covered and protected the Israelite houses so that their firstborn was not killed. And so God, in his judgment, passes over the houses of the Israelites. Well, so in that sense, God is the active agent of this verb, this passing over. But there's another sense of the word Passover that's used in that Exodus story. And that is, it has the Israelites themselves, human beings, man, as the subject. It is the Israelites who passed, or who 
experienced a passage out of Egypt. They went through their exodus. They exited. They left Egypt. They went from Egypt to the promised land. And so there is a passage that takes place. It's the Israelites now that are doing this passage. And of course, they also, they pass over the Red Sea on their way to freedom, on their way to liberty. So we have the verb, this verb, being used for God, and it's being used for man. Now Jesus, who is both God and man, fulfills this word perfectly. Jesus had his own passage, his own Passover. He experienced a terrible passage through the passion that we celebrated this past Good Friday, through his suffering, through the darkness of his torture and his crucifixion and his death and his descent to hell. That is our Lord's Passover. And he goes through that as both God and man. And then he has another Passover. There is another passage that he experiences. And that is his passage from death to life. From the darkness of the grave to the light of Easter Sunday. And then there is a third passage that he goes through. A third passing over. He passes over to his Father when he ascends into heaven. And so we say, Christ has died. Christ is risen. And Christ will come again. Christ who is at the right hand of the Father. And all of this is Christ's Passover that he goes through as both God and man. And because he is man, he has taken us along with him. His Passover is ours as well. When he passed through the darkness of his suffering and passion, he enabled us to pass through any trial that might happen to us, through any suffering, through any darkness we might experience in our life. Because he went ahead of us and he passed through that trial, that darkness, we can do the same. He brought us with him. And that is an example of his love for us and the love that we need to have for him. He died, he embraced darkness and death for love of us. And out of love for him, we as Christians are willing to undergo any suffering or trial that might come our way because he did it first for us. And then when our Lord passed from death to life, he again brought us with him. And so Christ's resurrection is our resurrection. And this is what our faith is grounded on. It is the resurrection of Christ that lets us know that his passion and his suffering on Good Friday was not the suffering of just some random guy out there getting executed, one of many thousands of people that the Romans executed. 
His resurrection lets us know that that suffering was meaningful for all of humanity. That it was the atonement for us. It was our salvation. And so our faith is grounded in the resurrection. You see how our love is in His passion? Our faith is in His resurrection? And then finally, His passage to the Father? That's the events on which our hope is based. And so Christ is there in glory, exalted in heaven. And that's where we're headed. That is our destiny. That is the object of our hope. And He brings us with Him into the Father's presence. And then makes His presence before the Father present to us on the altar. Every Holy Eucharist we celebrate. And so that, my brothers and sisters, is the Passover of the Lord. That is the Christian Passover. That is the Pasch of the New Covenant. That is the Paschal Mystery. That is our love and our faith and our hope. And that is what we celebrate today on this most holy of feasts. And so Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed.